0: We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. IP Vanish is the official VPN of SGPN, and they are offering seventy percent off if you go to ipvanish.com/sgp. That's ipvanish.com/sgp. And make sure to check out our new Discord server—the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/discord. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne, up in the northeast corner of England. Today is Thursday, August the fourth, uh, and we have a three-way here tonight to discuss a pretty much full slate of games—fourteen games, 14 games uh, of MLB action for Friday, August the fifth, and. Um, Rarely seen due to a secret project lately, uh, but good evening to Mr. Munaf. Manji Munaf, how are you doing?
1: <laughs> secret project? Uh, sure, we could say that, but no, nah, what's going on, guys? Good to be back uh, with you guys here to talk some more baseball. I know football is starting to dominate the conversation, but we're still going to be here grinding at uh, MLB.
0: It's all we hear, secret project, this secret project. That's, I'm sick of hearing about it. Uh, Someone who definitely doesn't have a secret project on the go. Uh, Mr. Noah Benick, Noah, what's up? Uh,
2: Nothing much, Malcolm. I'm happy, ready to get going here. Uh, Talking about the Underground Railroad and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is all fun and games, but uh, (laughs) let's, let's, let's talk some baseball here. Official announcement coming tomorrow, Malcolm, so you don't have to wait. Oh, is it? Ooh. All right, so we
0: will be secret anymore. Always the last to do. I'll be in bed when the – I'll have to stay up when the news breaks. Um, Talking about football getting started, the EPL's back tomorrow night, Munaf. Yes, I'm excited, exci- Malcolm. Yeah, me too. I'm obviously – During the off-season because I don't know you <laughs> and I would talk a lot <laughs> in
1: yeah. our DMs uh, during EPL.
0: Yeah, um there's there's only one game tomorrow night. There's a the curtain race. I might I'll tell you what I'll throw a bet out later on when we do the lock and dog. Um I've got a I've got a uh, plus four fifty bet for you for tomorrow night moon off. So that'll right. that'll put us in good shape. And Isn't then that obviously, Hall of Fame
2: game today. Moon? Sorry. Isn't that Hall of Fame game today? For,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: It's, uh it's at uh I think we eight o'clock Eastern, right?
0: Yeah, it's tonight. Chat What's 20? all that about? Tell me about that. Is it worth doing anything on? It's just an exhibition
1: game that they do every single year. It's Jaguars and Raiders, but like none of the main players are playing in yeah. it. It's oh, like okay. a
2: preseason game they play yeah, like it's, a it's down season. Like yeah. it's basically a series mm-hmm. and then they jump out.
0: Yeah. So obviously the main event of the weekend is Saturday afternoon when Newcastle take on Nottingham Forest. I will be in attendance at that. So I'll probably waffle on a little SGP tweeted out. They signed a guy named Jiz. They scout yeah, on me. It's unbelievable. His name is Jiz Horncamp. Um <laughs> Oh, I, I, I just assumed it had to be a parody account. It had to be, and I clicked on about fifty different stories before I thought, yeah, because you just know all of their supporters are just going to get whatever number he is in jizz written on the back of their shirts. Yeah, um, I mean, jizz is bad enough, but then Horn Camp is a surname. He's a uh, he's a Dutch fella. Yeah, so I'll, uh, yeah, I'll be seeing jizz in the flesh on Saturday. I'll report back uh, how that goes. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to that. Um, tomorrow, fourteen. MLB games. We've got some action live um, as we speak. Actually, we've had some uh, locks and dogs already in action. Uh, We'll probably touch upon them as we get to certain teams. Uh, 14 games and the line, we've got a few missing lines. I think we've got four or five missing lines. Uh, We're trying to cobble together uh, the bits and bobs that we can. So I don't know why the lines are... um, as slow coming out here, it's a getaway day, and there are like I say, there's a lot of um afternoon baseball, so um yeah, we'll try our level best to to make it as accurate as humanly possible, and we will start tomorrow with um I've got today's scores still up, so I need to move that on. Sorry, folks. Okay, Marlins. uh Marlins Cubs is a 220. Eastern first pitch. Um, this is a no lines, um, as often is the case, um, at Chicago Cubs. Uh, Trevor Rogers is the pitcher we believe for the Miami Marlins and Justin Steele. I feel like I've handicapped him every night for, since Tuesday. Um, Justin Steele is if they had, they got rained out, didn't they? That would explain it. Yeah. Um, and then I think they moved him back from Wednesday. So yeah, this is a uh, three nights on the spin. We've had Justin Steele on the show. So, uh, Big hello to Justin. Um, no lines for this one. Marlins at the Cubs. Uh, and Moon, after we took the straight across to you, you can take us through the pictures. And do you, do you have an inkling of any lines? Have you seen anything that I haven't?
1: Uh, no, not yet. Uh, again, like you mentioned there, Malcolm, like they usually wait, obviously, for that wind direction, um, see which way it's blowing before they do actually post a line there. But. Um, Marlins, I think they're still conflicted between pitchers because, like you mentioned, I'm seeing Rodgers on one side and I'm seeing another pitcher uh, on another side. So, But we know the confirmed starter for the Cubs is going to be your guy, Justin Steele, uh, going for the Cubs in this game against the uh, Marlins. So I, I can walk you through Steele's numbers and then we can just you know carry on from there. But 4-7 um, and seven overall with a 3.86 ERA, 87 strikeouts of so 42 walks for Steele so far. Last five games – uh, he's only 2-2, two and two, but he does have a 2.05 ERA in that span. Only allowed six earned runs in about 26 and one-thirds innings pitch. Hasn't faced the Marlins uh, this uh, season or over his career. But being a left-hand pitcher, I really like looking at how offenses do against left-handed pitching. Um, so against left-handed pitching over the last two weeks, uh, the Miami Marlins are number 22 in the entire league in WRC plus um, in, in that span. So... I would probably lean if Trevor Rogers is going for the uh, Miami Marlins. I mean, he just has not been very good this season. Four and ten overall, five point eight five ERA hasn't been much better. Or his last five games where he's one and four with a five point eight four ERA on the road, two and four with a four point seven nine ERA. So not very pretty for him. He's allowed at least three earned runs in three straight games. Sorry, four straight games. His last game, he got blown up by the Cincinnati Reds, uh, gave up six earned runs in three and two-thirds innings pitch. So he's not in good form. I would back the Cubs here uh, if Reg- Rogers is going for the uh, Marlins uh, and back Justin Steele. i probably also look at a, a strikeout prop for Justin Steele tomorrow. I don't know if Noah has anything on Justin Steele, but that's a, two ways I would look at the game.
0: Uh, Noah, Justin Steele?
2: Yeah, definitely be looking at a strikeout prop here because Miami, uh, Munaf shortened it to the last two weeks, but over the whole season, they are actually the worst team in OPS against left-handed pitching. <clears throat> and steel, you know, sometimes Wrigley Field gives some pitchers fits with uh, just, I guess, the wind and whatnot, but he has a 330 home ERA, so he's really not affected by it. He's got a 2 ERA in his last few starts. Really like the Cubs here. This is lockworthy for me.
0: Uh, listen to you boys all getting on the Justin Steele bandwagon, honestly. Uh, I was way ahead of the curve there, gentlemen. Uh, the little chat box tonight is uh, already buzzing. Uh, David and Captain Seno, as always, good evening, Captain, uh, is in there. Um, yeah, I thought I was got the Cubs right tonight for once. I mentioned on last night's pod uh, with Noah that we were... Or was it Dylan? Who knows? Um, they had followed the Cubs off a cliff recently and Mudaf ha- keeps trolling me about it. Um, and I got them at a decent price again tonight and then they were walked off in the bottom of the ninth and it looked like they were going to get over the line. Uh, this would be the Cubs for me, or possibly in under, just because... Um, I like... You see, I like stealing. Miami don't score any runs. Uh, the Cubs will score a few off Rodgers, but not enough to get to whatever total. But we need to see a total there. Uh, but I do lean, uh, my initial impression, is the uh, Chicago Cubs uh, to get one for me there. 705 Eastern, first pitch the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Baltimore Orioles, where Mitch Keller will go for Pittsburgh. And Dean Kramer uh, is on the hill for the Baltimore Orioles. I have, I believe it's just, um, just got money lines for this one at the moment. Uh, Pittsburgh are plus 143 on the road. Baltimore minus 170. At the start of the season, I wouldn't have said there was a spot that Baltimore would ever be minus 170. Uh, no total on this one currently. Um, Noah, uh, Baltimore minus 170. What world do we live in? Take it away yeah this is actually kind of crazy
2: because i handicapped this one without odds uh so we're just gonna jump right into this the orioles they're coming off an off day while the pirates they're traveling to baltimore from pittsburgh not a huge uh travel spot but just felt i should mention it pittsburgh is two and seven in the last nine games in baltimore they're seven and three in their last ten and one of the most profitable teams at home this season uh pittsburgh they're starting Mitch Keller, who's three and seven, four thirty-seven ERA, eighty-seven strikeouts, thirty-seven walks, and one hundred and one innings pitched this season. He's a one eighty-two ERA in his last four starts. As for Baltimore, Dean Kramer or Creamer is going here. He's three and three, three eighty-six ERA, forty-one strikeouts, fourteen walks in fifty-one point one innings pitched. Uh, this is a guy that I sort of had a soft spot just because of the strikeout props. They were putting him at like three and a half, and he was able to get four or five strikeouts a few a few starts. But in July, he had a seven twelve ERA, so not in great form lately. Like the frustrating part about Mitch Keller being that I am somewhat of a Pirates fan here is he has a lot of talent, but he's wildly inconsistent. As soon as you write him off, like I did probably in June, uh, he goes on this little four-start stretch, and he strings really good starts together, and he sucks you back in. So consider me (laughs) sucked in. I'm taking the Pirates money line here. I was taking that before I even knew the odds, and now with them as a a wild dog against Baltimore who just got rid of Mancini and Lopez, their closer. I know, I know Felix Bautista is a really good backup closer, but I think there's
0: tons of value in this Pittsburgh
2: line.
0: Yeah, I'm completely on the other side. I've, um, I watched Pittsburgh this afternoon. Um, I was actually quite high on them today because I thought Woodruff was vulnerable. We broke down Woodruff yesterday and he'd been giving up a lot of contact and a lot of runs on the road. Um, and Pittsburgh went and won that game five to four, but they didn't at any point look like scoring very many runs. Uh, they got the they scored two runs in extras, so you can kind of put a line through them. So it was another another three run performance, and that lineup they tried out today. Mark Arno leading off, uh, then down the order you've got uh, Ben Gamel, uh, Madrisk, Allen, Mitchell, uh, Delay, the catcher. It's it's a it's a triple A lineup bar sort of Brian and Reynolds for Brian Hayes, and then he can throw a little bit of silliness from O'Neill cruising here and there. Um, and Baltimore just keep rolling, really enjoying what they're putting together. Really solid ball at the moment. Um, I did see a run line earlier on. I had it written down at plus 126. Uh, wasn't impressed by Pittsburgh tonight. They go on the road again. Baltimore more than competitive. I think uh, Kramer can go well and they'll win this comfortably. So I'll take Baltimore on the run line at plus odds for me, Moonaf. Yeah, I think there's some
1: value here on the Pirates just because it is Dean Kramer on the mound for the Baltimore Orioles. And he just hasn't been in good form as of late, right? Over his last five games, one and two with a 6.94 ERA, 18 earned runs in 21, uh, 23 and one third innings pitch. He's allowed at least three earned runs in four of the last five starts. He's allowed at least four earned runs in the last five starts. And he's been, uh, he's given up 10 earned runs in about nine and two thirds innings pitch over his last two starts bar. It was against the New York Yankees and the Cincinnati Reds, but, you know, the Pirates seem like they're, you know, I think they're going to be hanging around in games. I mean, they they swept the uh, Milwaukee Brewers in a, in a central matchup here, and now we have a, a nice race going between the Cardinals and the Brewers down the stretch here. So um, I, I think there's some value here with the Pirates. I won't be betting it, but uh, since we are picking every game, I would go with the Pirates money line here.
2: Yeah, and I'm just a little ticked off that Malcolm went out of his way to go down the whole Pittsburgh Pirates lineup <laughs> and not mention Brian Reynolds. So we're going to go down the whole Baltimore Orioles lineup and not mention Cedric Mullins. So we got Adley Rutschman, 252. Anthony Santon there. <laughs> Ryan Mountcastle not having a great year either. Ramon Urias, McKenna, Phillips, uh, who they just picked up off of waivers, Jorge Mateo. He's batting 216. Tyler Nevin uh vavra robinson torinos uh, pick your pick your roster there i i think it's pretty much straight up i can't believe they're minus 170
0: uh i'll pick the roster that's won 54 games uh because of the roster and they just traded oh, away their best guy from it oh it would be so ridiculous <laughs> um yeah the, you mentioned uh vavra there that's a, a name we keep an eye on for the second half of the season he could be a nice little uh, valuable piece to pick up I think he's got some uh, potential some upside is the word that these fantasy analysts use I think Vavra might very well be that guy um, in the second half of the season he'll get plenty of run there now because like you say they, uh, they traded away some bit so I think he could uh, usurp Brett Phillips uh, for some game time 7.05 Eastern first pitches the Washington Nationals at the Philadelphia Phillies where Jojo Gray uh, will get the start for Washington and Kyle Gibson goes for the Philadelphia Phillies uh, the lines are Washington. Oh, I've... what's up? The name <laughs> I've just tore. Taught... I clicked on Kyle Gibson's name while I was uh, trying to read the lines out. Right, Washington are plus 185. Oh, it's actually that shifted a little bit now. Uh... Oh, my look, sorry. it's amateur hour yeah I do yeah so I clicked on my finger just clicked on Kyle Gibson David everything disappeared Washington plus 185 Philadelphia minus 225 total here set at eight and a half Uh, Gray is seven and seven 459 ERA 102 innings and 118 strikeouts Gibson is six and four 460 ERA 107 and two thirds with 84 strikeouts um Josiah Gray is another one of my guys, but he has struggled lately. Um, admittedly, 675 ERA in his uh, last five. He has been better on the road. In fact, he's uh, he's 5-0 on the road with a 245 ERA. Um, is there a humidity thing there, do you think? Because that Washington, I've heard summers are unbearably humid. And I don't know if Josiah Gray is maybe benefiting from getting out of that environment. Um, or that might just be a little bit of a coincidence. Um, Gibson also struggling, really, 494 over his last five, including he's got two six, turn, six earned run starts in that spell as well. I think Philly will win, but I think the, this goes over the eight and a half because um, really neither pitcher's getting it done. Washington can put up two or three. This will finish something like six to three Phillies. Uh, so give me the over eight and a half, Munaf. Um,
1: yeah, Kyle Gibson, for whatever reason, seems like he's struggling against uh, NL uh, Central teams. And I know he's—you know—we're we're talking about a different division here uh, with the NL East, but I think that's where he's gotten into trouble. But um, you know, other than that, I thought I, I've backed Kyle Gibson a couple times over his uh, last couple starts, and he's won three out of his last four starts uh, for the Philadelphia Phillies. There, I want to filter this down and see how he's done against the Nationals. Uh, this season, or he hasn't faced them since 2019, so not of a huge concern there. But you know, I, I think that you know, Noah talked about this, um, on the trade deadline pod. And I think that when we talked about it, it felt like the Phillies did a great job of making the moves at the trade deadline to kind of stay in the hunt and, and be in the wild card. Um, and I think these are the games that they need to take advantage of. The one thing that does make me nervous is what you just mentioned there, Malcolm, is that Josiah Gray. Has been absolutely fantastic on the road so far this season for the Washington Nationals. But the question then becomes is that does this offense have enough um, firepower in their lineup to produce runs for them to kind of get them over the hump and win games? And I'm not sure. I'm, I'm kind of in a wait-and-see approach with the Washington Nationals. I mean, when you traded away yeah. two of your best bats with Juan Soto and Josh Bell, you know, where is the production going to come from? But 5-0 in the 2.45 ERA for JoJo Gray, like you mentioned. That's something to, uh, to, you know, we can't ignore that fact. And he's been great against the Phillies this season as well, uh, where he is 1-0 with a 1.50 ERA. He's only allowed two earned runs in 12 innings. So, you know, with all that being said, I feel like I think the under might be a good play in this game at 8.5. I don't want to lay a north of $2 price with the Philadelphia Phillies, especially Kyle, Kyle Gibson on the mound. So I like the under 8.5 at even money
2: in this game between these two pitchers.
0: Okay, Noah, so we've got one on the under, one on the over. Can you split the tie or have you gone a different way?
2: so my angle is going to be a first five under cause I want to kind of stay away from both bullpens. I know Philly did their best to improve it with Rob Robertson here at the deadline, but uh, still some of these guys back there, I don't know exactly who they're going to throw. So I'd rather just take my uh, first five under and then let you guys decipher the over or under for the rest of the game. Cause uh, you know, Joe's Gray is going to go out there and shove uh, cause he has away from uh, nationals park. So for me, the, the biggest thing that I was hyping on or harping on, I think it was like a week ago when these two teams faced each other in the series is that the Phillies are 14 and two against the Washington Nationals in the last 16 games. And it is not any better when the Phillies are at home in this series where they've actually covered on the run line in the last six. So I really like, uh, the Phillies and we'll, we'll see where this run line opens up because, uh, I don't, I'm not willing to weigh or lay the money line total. Um, the run line could be enticing. We'll see where, uh, that one is in the morning. See so yeah. minus one and a half, minus 105 for the run yes.
1: line. That's,
2: Sounds fine. About- I, I, th- I think I like it.
0: Okay. Um, and the time it's taken us to handicap the Phillies at the Nationals, um, oakland to put up six runs in uh in the top of the third inning so far uh and they're still going against the angels uh, so i think that's my lock for the day under eight gone um unless i get a push and no one scores any more runs uh disaster jansen junk we talked about last night and uh obviously he has been uh next up is uh 7 10 eastern first pitch to the atlanta braves and the New York Mets, uh, this big series, uh, we talked about this a lot on last night's show. Uh, Friday night's matchup is Ian Anderson for the Atlanta Braves and Taiwan Walker gets a start for the Mets. The Braves are slight underdogs, plus 115. Uh, the New York Mets are minus 135. Toll here is set at 8.5. Anderson is 9-6, and has a 499 ERA with 101 strikeouts. Uh, 101 innings pitched, 90 strikeouts. Tyrone Walker, 9-2, two, 279 ERA, 108 and a third pitched, 80 strikeouts. Um I'm sick of Anderson. I, I put him in the sea a few weeks ago. He briefly got out the sea with a decent start um last time. He had a one-hit start against Arizona. I've no idea where that came from, because his whip. Was absolutely through the roof before that. Um, four hundred one ERA in his last five. I think that outlier is the Arizona start uh, rather than all those. He just couldn't he couldn't get in. He couldn't buy in out without him. Um, he's got a four hundred forty two road ERA and a five eighty two ERA against NL East opposition. Walker, on the other hand, one ninety three ERA at home, five and zero against NL East opposition. 2.93 in his last five. He's just um, ticking boxes everywhere you went. Uh, Walker was ticking boxes over Anderson. So that was the difference for me, handicapping this game. Um, I'll take the Mets on the money line, at minus 135. Uh Noah, what do you think?
2: Yeah, it's just a little bit of a consistency problem with Ian Anderson. I think yeah. that, uh, you know, that start against Arizona was enough to, you know, keep Atlanta from acquiring more starting pitching depth there. They got Oda Rizzi and I don't know where I would slight Oda Rizzi and Anderson. They're kind of just the same pitcher. Um, So they, they got a little bit of a bargain deal instead of going out and getting like a center guard that would have been above, uh, you know, Anderson or another starting pitcher out there on the market. So um, for me, I am right there in the same boat with you. I like Taiwan Walker in this matchup. If uh, you don't trust the, I don't know. I don't know what there isn't to trust there. I mean, Edwin Diaz back in the bullpen for the Mets has been great, but you know, if you're just looking to isolate starting pitchers, because I think there is a little bit of a mismatch. I'd take the Mets first five. Uh, Two for the Mets. Moonup, are you making it a team, right? Yeah, all aboard the team right, and team Met, uh
1: New York Mets here. Uh Tyler Walker has been absolutely fantastic this season. Uh I mean, there's no better way to put it. there, Malcolm Over's last 5 games 3 and 0, 2.93 ERA, at home he's undefeated 3 and 0 with a better ERA of 1.93. I think that one thing that really kind of sticks out to me about Walker, against NL East opponents, 5 and 0 with a 2.79 ERA and so um you know the, this this Mets team they're on fire right now they're 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 winning games and you know they, they got to kind of you know create that separation in in the uh, America uh, sorry the National League East and I I'm all on board this train here uh with um Tywon Walker on the mound. you already mentioned about you know Anderson I'm not going to get into him he's really been inconsistent uh for the Atlanta Braves and I'm gonna, I'm going to stay with the hot team here give the New York Mets money line
0: yeah we pointed out last night the importance of this series in that Um, whichever team finishes second here is likely to face a wild card game against the Padres. uh, And that is not an attractive proposition for anybody. So, yeah, this is a really important season. That word that you mentioned, Moon, after separation there, um, is crucial. So, five games they play uh, between tonight and Sunday afternoon. So, we know a lot more on Sunday night uh, as to the possible destination of that pennant. 7-10 Eastern. Tomorrow is the Houston Astros at the Cleveland Guardians, uh, where Framba Valdez is the uh, pitcher for the Astros, the lefty. And for the Cleveland Guardians, um, McCarty. Uh, hands up if anyone knows his first name.
1: Uh, I can get it for Kirk.
0: Kirk. Captain Kirk. Kirk. Yeah. Captain Kirk McCarty um, will get the start for Cleveland. Um, seeing as you know so much about the moon, if you can take it away.
1: Yeah, I don't know much about McCarty here, but uh, I can give you the numbers here. I'll start right uh, with there with him. Um, uh, he'll get the start here for the Guardians. He's 2-2 two two on the season with a 6.05 ERA. Uh, he's been in trouble at home this season, 0-2 record, uh, nine innings pitch. He's allowed eight, eight earned runs in that span uh, to the opposition. Again, AL West teams, he's uh, pitched four innings, given up four earned runs in that span. So, Hasn't been very pretty for him. The Guardians have won two of his last, uh, uh, two of his last, I think, appearances. I don't think he started those games uh, for the Guardians. But it seems like it's going to be a, a spot start here for uh, McCarty. But when you're going up against Astros' team, that when you thought that couldn't get any better, but they did at the trade deadline by getting Trey Mancini, who in his first uh, official game that he played in as a starter, hit a home run for the Houston Astros. That was a great moment. You pick up Christian Vasquez from the Boston Red Sox. Um, who they automatically upgraded there at the uh position of catcher, at least from a batting perspective, right? You still have Martin Maldonado there, who's a great you know defensive short, uh catcher for the Houston Astros. But I think just feel like with, with Framber Valdez on the mound here for the Houston Astros, he's been absolutely fantastic this season, especially on the road for the Astros overall for the season, nine and four with a 2.80 ERA over his last five games, two and one with a 3.14 ERA. But again, like I mentioned, what sticks out is that against – sorry, on the road, 7-2 with a 2.02 ERA for for Frember Valdez. I know he did lose his last start against the Mariners, um, and that was a fun series to watch. Uh, But against AL Central teams this season, Malcolm, he's a perfect 3-0 with a 3.60 ERA. So if you're going to bet on the Astros, you might as well just take a look at their uh, run line. Don't miss with the money line there. I think they get the job done here. I think they might make, make quick work of the Guardians um, all weekend long. I know that they have Verlander going on um, Thursday night, but I think this is just going to continue here with Frember Valdez against uh, Kirk McCarty here. So I'm going uh, Astros run line. Also probably look at their uh, team total in this game as well, Malcolm.
0: Yeah, um, I didn't give out any uh, lines at the top of this handicap, obviously, which means there aren't any. Um, McCarty hasn't been called up officially yet, I think, or... Oh, hasn't been announced as tomorrow's starter, so we don't have official lines on that one. Um, Captain Tano in the chat likes Houston, uh, o- over the first five. I was without seeing a number, I was seeing the ones that under here just because Astros have been uh, playing a lot of under baseball and, and um, I've been following that trend. They haven't scored a whole lot of runs. You were at the, the two to one game the other night, Moon Up. Yeah. Uh, you weren't attendance at that one. Was that uh, um, tell me briefly about that because I haven't spoken to you since, was it? Was it a a good game? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was a good pitching matchup. I mean, if you're into that,
1: uh, if you're old-school, like a good pitching matchup, Cutter Crawford has been really good for the Red Sox. Um, His ERA was above four um, at the time, but after that game, you know, for him to come into that game, especially like an offense against the Houston Astros and to really limit them, he gave up that one run uh, in the first inning. I thought, well, here we go. This is going to be a long game for him, but he really settled in. He pitched well for the Astros, and surprisingly, the bullpen came in and did very well there's a lot of opportunities for the astros to score more runs after that but they just really didn't the difference in that game was rafael devers he had the rbi double uh, to tie up the game and the eventual go ahead home run that he hit so it was a good time it was a lot of fun to get out there um and just get to the ballpark
0: yeah it looked fun uh noah houston at cleveland did you have much on this one
2: yeah so i i guess the talk
0: uh of the last like two weeks is that this uh
2: Houston Astros offense has not really been clicking. I think this is a perfect time for them to, you know, start to mesh again. You know, Mancini coming in hitting a bomb in his first uh, game there, but um, they're they're getting the bottom of this Cleveland rotation here with Plesac. Then they're bringing up McCarty, and then they get Quantrill, McCarty specifically for this game though. Um, in the minor leagues, this series been pitching in the Triple A, uh, thirteen games, nine starts. He is prone to giving up the long ball he's given up 10 bombs this year he's got an era of 391 so he's pushing forward in AAA. uh not the best sighting for a new call up going up against the astros so that's where i'm going to be in this game and taking the houston astros
1: and i'll also add this malcolm i'm sorry uh, against left-handed pitching the houston astros are uh, number i believe number five uh over the last two weeks in wrc plus uh so again they're they're starting to match against left-handed pitching
0: uh, which jersey did you wear, Moon? Now, because you asked me about this, and I said you should put one underneath the other. So, in <laughs> case you needed to swap allegiances off, what did you go with? I actually
1: did wear an Astros jersey I have a Jose Altuve jersey that, oh. I, that I wore uh, but uh, it was funny because when Devers came up uh, and he hit that go ahead home man I was kind of <laughs> of internally
0: clapping you, you could have yeah <laughs> just quick Jay whipped it off man got a couple of yeah. um,
2: I mean, brought bases the WRC plus set, so I'll bring out the OPS they are 11th in the MLB with a 722 OPS so yes yeah, a very good team against left-handed pitching
0: OK, cheers, nerds. Uh 10 Eastern first pitch is the Tampa Bay Rays and the Detroit Tigers, where Corey Kluber will go for Tampa Bay. And for Detroit, it is... Is it Garrett Hill? That's what I see. But, yeah, I was, uh, sorry, it was his first name, I was trying to remember. Uh, oh. we're, having, we're playing the first name game. I get I get me Braxton Garrets and me Garrett Hills, and me Braxton Hills a bit confused. Um, but Garrett Hill is the answer. Um, No lines on this one because Garrett Hill is uh, still uh, not officially. I think he's the one who hasn't been brought up maybe tomorrow. uh, uh, Anyway, you can 26, man. Yes. Kluber again. So um, you might know a little bit more about him being a Tigers fan. So we throw this across to you.
2: I guess I know a little bit more, but I have no idea where I'm going at all in this series. We kind of talked about it yesterday. Um, But just trends, I guess. Both teams, they're trending the wrong way. Tigers 1-5 in their last six. Tampa Bay 3-8 in their last 11. The under has hit in Detroit's last six of seven and four of Tampa Bay's last six. So these offenses aren't scoring, and the pitchers really the last two matchups that we've seen have not been very impressive. Today we have Corey Kluber, 7-6 403 ERA, 94 strikeouts, 16 walks, and 105 innings pitched this year. He's worth First on the road with a 441 ERA, and in July he had an ERA of 620. And for Detroit, Garrett Hill, we expect him to call him up from the minors. He's 1-3, in three. four starts this year, only one quality, 588 ERA, 11 strikeouts, 11 walks, 26 innings pitched. He's a home ERA of 345 inside Comerica Park, so he pitches better there. But in July, basically his whole career was basically in July, uh, he has a 720 era so he has not pitched well during that month i don't know what to do here like we mentioned uh both pitchers not really in good form but both offenses i don't know if they're good enough to take advantage i think for the full game there's probably going to be some value in detroit just because they'll be a dog and it's it's tough to back tampa bay right now but uh i i guess i want to really see what happens thursday night to be able to make a play here friday night
0: yeah, we've talked before, Noah, about when you handicap a start of a series, and then if you do the show two or three nights running, you find a yeah. handicap the series. And this is the exact chat we had last night, isn't it? Uh, we yeah. had Jeffrey Springs against Drew Hutchison, and it was the exact same two bad pitches, but who's going to score the runs? And I this is know. exactly what, yeah, you've got. Um, so I came down on the side of the under here. uh and Sino in the chat is kind of saying the same thing. Just poor offences, but you need to see the number. Um, um, I think. I've got, yeah, I've got no idea, frankly, but I would lean towards a low-scoring game. Um, But yeah, (laughs) uh, watching brief on what happens tonight uh, might be a little bit more helpful. Uh, Munaf, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I agree with what uh, Noah was saying there is that um, these offenses just have not been producing runs. And uh, Corey Kluber has actually been pretty good against the Tigers. I know he had a start earlier this year against them. Uh, where he did go, uh, let me see here. But this is back on May 16th, though. Uh, six innings, he gave up only two earned runs in that span uh, to the Tigers. So um,
2: I would yeah, lean towards. Since, since 2013, he's basically dominated this carousel rotating roster. So it yeah. doesn't matter who's on the roster; he's basically mowing us down.
1: Yeah, so I, I would lean towards the Rays here. I, I think that they're starting to get some guys back. I mean, they they've made some interesting moves at the uh, trade deadline to get some bats there, but. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go with the rays here, um and possibly look at a rays team total under uh, sorry, uh Tigers team total under.
0: Uh Moon off, we've got a, a live bet opportunity here on whether or not you are over or under two and a half inches shorter than Jose Altuve. Would you like to clear that one up? Uh, smart let me money.
1: see how tall Jose Altuve <laughs> he's is five, seven, first uh five seven. Played. What are you, five two? I am five four and I'm seeing he's five six. <laughs> So, so, so it's to have the undercounts.
0: <laughs> get in, get in the queue. We've all we're all gonna be rich. <laughs> uh, well done, Moonaf. <laughs> on a, <laughs> on a good that. day on five five <laughs> <laughs> with your with your uh, Cuban heels on. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, beautiful. All the places uh to get your odds on how uh, tall Moonaf is get across to WinBets and they'll be able to uh accommodate you over there. Um, It's a perfect time to join. You will get $100 as a new customer. Um, uh, You'll get a $100 free bet when you place a $100 bet. The reduced juice in baseball as well makes Winbet the best place to bet MLB. The casino is on the go 24 hours a day, and you'll get a 100% deposit bonus there, up to $1,000. Loads to choose from. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. Um, that sports gambling podcast.com slash WYNNBET and claim that free bet today. Offer subject to change. Tease and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you are someone new, knows a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. Make sure to check out the Discord server to the perfect place to interact and sweat your bets. All the sharp minds. Uh, and all the funny faces are in there as well. The SGM SGP and crew uh, go to sports slash discord. Okay, we'll move, we will move I on. I know you
2: mentioned stats. Uh, or did you mention stats about Corey Kluber? I know you mentioned he was good against the Tigers, but um, his overall stats I didn't
1: mention. Um, I can if you want me to. Sorry, my Wi
2: Fi just.
0: Uh, I... Nope. You were saying no. Did you have a point to make about Kuba?
2: This could, I, um, did he mention stats? My Wi-Fi just cut in and out. There, I didn't hear him. No, I just mentioned his uh, stats against the Tigers. But
1: um, you know, overall, I mean, last five games, he's he, he's four and one. But the ERA is high at four point three four. Uh, he's faced, he's given up at least four <laughs> earned runs and three straight starts as well. So that might be a little bit of concern.
2: Gotcha. Um, yeah. So. The thing that I pulled up is how he's done in Comerica Park in his career. Yeah, Um, he's won four in a row since 2017, so it's his first his first appearance in Comerica Park since 2019. But he's seven and three with a sub four ERA. So yes, it confirms our suspicions that he is pretty good against Detroit.
0: Good stuff. 8:05 Eastern first pitch: the Chicago White Sox at the Texas Rangers. Dylan Cease goes for the Chicago White Sox. And Glenn Otto, no longer my guy, uh, will go for the Texas Rangers. Uh, the White Sox are minus 170. The Rangers are home puppy, plus 143. Total error set at 8. Uh, Dylan Cease, 11-4 with a 2-0-1 ERA. Has pitched 116 and two-thirds with 161 strikeouts. Um, Otto is 4-7, five fifty 50 ERA, 72 innings, 57 strikeouts. Uh, Dylan Cease, in his last five starts, has gone four and one with a 0.59 ERA. He's given up one earned run uh, in his last four starts. Um, He gets more poor opposition here uh, tomorrow with the Texas Rangers. Uh, Glenn Otto's gone the other way uh, from the days when he was my guy a few weeks ago. Uh, 5.26 ERA in his last five. It's 7.39 home ERA. Uh, this to me was a very obvious White Sox run line. I actually saw the money line at minus 165, uh, which I thought that looks absolutely huge. I know it's uh, short, might not be a working man's price, but minus 165, although it's a great price. Um, but not in the business of giving out minus 165 picks. So I'll take the uh, the run line here at plus 115, Munaf.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not getting in front of this Dylan C's train right now. He's been out. No, absolutely fantastic. not. He's in that same class as Justin Verlander right now. How these guys have been pitching over their last several starts, and I mean, you mentioned it six and one on the road so far this season, uh, four and one over his last five starts with a point five nine ERA, only allowed two earned runs in about close to thirty one innings pitched. He's getting the run support. They've won four straight starts with Dylan Cease on the mound. Um, so I'm gonna stay with Dylan Cease here. It'll be interesting what his strikeout prop does come out to because he has faced the Rangers, I believe, three times in his career. Um, and he's had strikeouts of 9, 5, and 10. And most recent start was uh, back on September 17th of last year where he went five shutout innings and struck out 10 batters uh, for the uh, for the Chicago White Sox. So, yeah, I agree with you. Run line here for the White Sox.
0: Uh, Noah's a strikeout guy. Was this a prop that caught your attention on Dylan Cease, Noah? Texas isn't one of those normal normal
2: teams, but I was just. My initial reaction is in five innings, you face 15 batters. Striking out 10 of them is insane. Um, and this year, he's been going longer than uh, five innings. Last year, they were conserving and watching his innings, but this year, the dude's on a collision course for uh, a, a top three, top five AS Cy Young vote. So um, still despicable that he didn't make the. AL all-star roster. Yeah, but, uh, that's wild. It is. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not going to waste any more time. It's the White Sox here, and I don't see another angle.
0: Yeah, Captain Insano is uh, is all aboard that train as well. Uh, A10 Eastern first pitch is the Boston Red Sox at the Kansas City Royals. Um, we've got officially a TVD pitcher for Boston here, hence no lines. We believe that it's going to be Josh Winkowski uh, going for Boston, and Zach Grenke. Uh, We'll get the start for Kansas City. Um, Like I say, no lines. Uh, Munaf, have you dug anything up on this one?
1: Uh, I still don't see lines. uh, But, yeah, i have seen. yeah, like you mentioned, Josh Winkowski on the mound for the Boston Red Sox. uh, Has not been very good over his last, uh, sorry, last five starts. One and four with a 6.12 ERA. Uh, he, he's, he, will give up the, he'll give up the uh, runs. Um, he's given up a uh, two, uh, two earned runs. I'm sorry. In four straight games, he's given up at least three earned runs and throughout the last four games, uh, for the Boston Red Sox. Um, you know, Zach Grinke is, is, is the interesting handicap here because, you know, he's done really well, uh, at Kauffman stadium there, uh, where he is three and one with a 1.65 ERA. It's just on the road where he's gotten into trouble. Um, for uh, the Kansas City Royals. But for me, it's going to be a wait-and-see approach and what kind of happens with this uh, Kansas City Royals team because, they again, they traded away with Merrifield to the Toronto Blue Jays. You know, Andrew Benatendi went over to the um, uh, New York Yankees. So those those are their two best bats, I believe. I know they still have Salvador Perez in this lineup, Uh, but I kind of want to see, number one, how this Red Sox team is going to figure out uh, how to score runs because they weren't able to do that against Houston Astros despite getting two out of the three um, wins in and in winning that series against the Astros. I know they traded for Eric Hosmer. That's going to be interesting uh, to see how he does at first base. Um, yeah, and I know they got Devers back as well. I would lean with the Red Sox here if I had to make a pick because, again, they may be building some momentum coming out of that series against the Red, Sorry, against the Astros where they are trying to make a playoff push. Yeah, obviously, it's not going to be for the division, but if they can make a push for one of these wild-card spots, they've done it before where they've won the wild-card game. And they've gone all the way to the ALCS. I don't think that this roster is there at that point, but at least for this game, um, I would lean towards the Red Sox here against that green key where he is 2-5 and five with a 5.09 ERA. Uh, in his career against the Red Sox. So Red Sox uh, money line for me here, uh, Malcolm.
0: Yeah, this was, this was an ugly one to handicap because there was, there was nothing in there that you could find to trust. You couldn't trust. Uh, Grenky or Winkowski to any, to any large degree or either lineup for all the reasons you just stated. At that point, I, I'm still kind of fading uh, the Red Sox, as David's pointed out in our, in our chat. And, I've taken KC a couple of times this week and I didn't really get close, actually. I had them as my dog last night. They didn't really get close enough. Um, I think it was to the Chicago White Sox. Um, I think there'll be a home dog here, I would guess. We've got no lines, but I think KC will go off a dog. Um, and yeah, I t- but it'll be a tentative vote. It'll be a, it'll be almost certainly a no play. Uh, Gun to my head, I would pick Kansas City at the prices, Noah. I actually think I love
2: a first five money line for kansas city uh zach ranke has a 169 era at Kauffman stadium and this boston team hasn't had a starting pitcher recorded with a win very often um you have to go at least five innings to have a win and i believe the stat was that uh starting pitching for boston was recorded four wins in the month of july um so this Kansas City roster, the lineup, all their young hitters—they're feisty. I'm not going to call it a good lineup, but they, they can string together some hits. And it, it's not pretty, but they fight. I, I, I can commend it. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not pretty, but they get the job done sometimes. And I actually think I really like a first five money line uh, play as a dog for Kansas City here tonight.
0: Yeah, I like that. No, neck neck on the line. Yeah, Kansas City. Um, owe us a couple of quid this week so maybe we'll get it back on them tomorrow um, eight and eastern first pitch is the Toronto Blue Jays at the Minnesota Twins where Jose Barrios will go for Toronto uh, Minnesota is a TBD pitcher unfortunately I think it might be Dylan Bundy um, we've got no lines on that game with Minnesota not announcing the pitcher Uh, so not an awful lot uh, from me on this one Noah did you have anything on the the Blue Jays at the Twins
2: yeah so I think the whole thing about Minnesota pitcher right now is technically this would be Tyler Malley's day now the pitchers are a little bit more difficult uh, with the trade deadline thing you know uh if, if you if you acquire a player, the, the teams just say, "Get over here. We'll worry about your stuff. We'll move you out." Um, but for the pitchers, you know, they get somewhat of a a, a lackadaisical, um, I guess, push, because uh, you start every five days. So they get to move their stuff out of their place on their own time, and we'll see if Mally's actually there in Minnesota yet. If he is, I think he's going to start over the second option, who is Dylan Bundy, uh, currently one of the sites that we use uh, to just kind of like predict. The starters has Dylan Bundy slated for both Friday's slate and Saturday's slate. So I think that's exactly what they're waiting on as well. So the under, it's cashed in Toronto's last seven straight games, and they are 11-3 and in their last 14. And for Minnesota... The under has cashed in eleven of their last sixteen games at Target Field at home. So, Jose Barrios, he's eight and four, four ninety six ERA, one hundred four strikeouts, twenty seven walks, and one hundred fourteen point one innings pitched this year. He had a three oh eight ERA in July, so he's going really well right now. Now, option one, we'll just mention Dylan Bundy first. He's six and five with a five oh four ERA, sixty eight strikeouts, nineteen walks, eighty nine point one innings pitched this year. He had a six fourteen. ERA in July, not going great as of right now. And for option two, Tyler Malley, this was a great value pickup, in my opinion. Uh, but they did give up a little bit more of a valuable package, in my opinion. I I, I don't know if I would have given up uh, some of the prospects they did. But Malley, he's 5-7 and seven, uh, with Cincinnati this year. So that record, you could give a couple more wins on a good team. Uh, 414 ERA, 114 strikeouts, 39 walks, and 104.1 innings pitched. He is a 382 ERA away from great American ballpark. And that was the thing with him is he pitches uh, worse at home because it's such a shoebox. And I don't know if you've ever been to Cincinnati, but it's so compact. Um, it's actually a nice place to go see a game. Cause you're so up close to the action. But uh, if Mally starts, I like the under as my favorite play, but Bundy goes Toronto's money line is going to be my bet here.
0: Uh, yeah. I've got absolutely nothing on this one. Um, Munaf, uh... Berrios versus bundy or molly what do you think anything
1: yeah i'm seeing molly that's going to get a start here tomorrow because he did throw a bullpen session at target field on wednesday so uh, it looks like he's slated to make his debut on friday so yeah i agree with the under here if it is tyler molly here um jose Berrios has been really good he's actually turned around this season and over his last five starts he's two and oh with a 2.90 era he's going up against his former team he has already faced them once this season where he did go seven innings, only allowed two earned runs in that span, had 13 strikeouts uh, in that game against his uh, against his former team. So I like the underplay in this game, um, whether that's going to come out at eight and a half or whatever the number might be, uh, but I do like the under.
0: Okay, uh, we've got four games left uh, to handicap here on the MLB Gambling Podcast. I will tell you about one of our uh, favorite sponsors here, IP vanish. Uh, IP Vanish will protect um, all of your data when you are browsing the internet. Um, they'll keep you truly private and secure uh, by keeping things like your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and even your location completely hidden from any prying eyes, making you virtually invisible online. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices. Uh, use it on your Fire Stick when you're streaming stuff as well. And they are offering uh, an amazing 70% off the yearly plan. For our listeners, with a 30-day money-back guarantee, the equivalent of getting nine months for free, uh, dead easy to use. You'll be covered with the click of one button and you can take your privacy back with the brand, rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com SGP and use that promo code SGP to claim 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com SGP. 8.10 Eastern first pitches, the Cincinnati Reds, at the Milwaukee Brewers, where Robert Duggar, um, a name not particularly familiar with, will get the start for the Cincinnati Reds. And Eric Lauer, left-handed pitcher, goes for the Brewers. Um, I thought I saw some lines maybe just coming out as we came on earlier on. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati, are 167. Uh, The Brewers are very short. Minus 202. Uh, Totally a set at nine and a half. Uh, Duggar... Has only pitched 12 innings so far, 450 ERA, 17 strikeouts. Hasn't had a win or a loss to his name. Um, Eric Lauer is the main handicap here. He is 7-3. and three. He's a 375 ERA. He's pitched 105 and two-thirds with 107 strikeouts. Um, There's nothing really to recommend, Duggar. There was, he's going to go maybe three or four innings. The only thing I saw that was of interesting, and I might know a bit more about this, was a possible K prop. Um, 100%. Yeah, twelve innings, seventeen strikeouts, um, and like I say, it's only the the issue is going to be length. So if you say a K at maybe three and a half. If I you don't know the, the 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 bookies would have to be sleeping on him if you could see a three and a half, then maybe you could take that. I have to look at his line. So yeah, that's an interesting angle possibly to get into this game. Apart from that, I thought um, having again watched the Brewers tonight again and they never look like scoring any runs. I've done, I've watched them a lot over the last few weeks. The people have played a lot of games that are UK friendly. So I've watched them and they never look like putting enough runs together. And even with Duggar going, maybe it's sort of, almost a bullpen day uh, for Cincinnati tomorrow, but Cincinnati don't score many runs either. So even if they get to Duggar a little bit, this nine and a half looks way high to me. Um, what a Cash i say I've watched them tonight play a five to four game against Pittsburgh. Um, Nine and a half looks far too big. This has got lock material written all over it for me. Um, I will take the under nine and a half. Uh, Noah, do you know much about Duggar? And then uh, would a K prop uh, blow your skirt up? There's
1: no I think uh, he, Noah's, he may was have frozen. frozen. Sorry, go did on, You directed the
2: meme. I just.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, go on, so Noah. Did
2: you direct it to me? I you directed I threw it over right, across so the you yeah, bet, with, with Duggar. Mind be like being a new
0: name and- yeah, go for it.
2: Yeah, I guess my only my only thing was here, I really like the Brewers in a spot, and, and main reason is because of Lauer. And I was gonna talk about that strikeout prop that you mentioned too. In his last three starts, he's faced teams that, you know, aren't really prone to striking out too much in games the only questionable one uh for his start was san francisco he had four strikeouts there but he went seven innings only gave up two total hits so it wasn't like he didn't have a good start he just didn't get strikeouts In his other two starts he had three strikeouts against colorado four strikeouts against boston those aren't teams that i looked to fade you look at the uh the fourth and fifth start uh five starts ago He had seven strikeouts against Pittsburgh. That's one of the teams that I like to fade. And nine strikeouts against the Cubs on July 4th. That's another team that I really like to fade. So you look at uh, the Reds' performance against lefties, and they have the fifth most strikeouts against lefties in the MLB. So I would say if this thing is at 6.5 or lower, I would be betting that over on Eric Lauer's strikeouts tomorrow. Really like the spot for Lauer. Really like the spot for the Brewers to win it, honestly. Um, I don't know much about Duggar, um, but
0: run line might
2: even be a possibility
0: from me as well. Uh, so we've got K props on both sides, possibly Moon. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I was just looking up some more stats for
1: the K prop. And over the last month, um, the Cincinnati Reds are number two in strikeout percentage uh, against left handed pitching. And uh, they're at around 28.7%, which is right behind Milwaukee. So um, <laughs> it, it, I. It, I is Duggar a right-handed pitcher or a left-handed pitcher? Righty. Uh, okay. Uh, I mean, either way, I, I think that if this number, if, like you're saying, if it's come out at 9.5, I do like the under in this game as well. I just don't see, especially against left-handed pitching, I just don't see that the uh, Reds are going to put up very many runs um, against that left-handed pitching. So, I, I agree about the left-handed uh, – sorry, the uh, strikeout prop uh, with Lauer on the mound as left-handed pitcher against the Reds because, again, they have struggled, um, you know – getting uh, balls in play against left-handed pitching. So I I like the strikeout prop. And I do like your call about the under here,
0: Malcolm. Okay, next up, we will go to uh, 8.15 Eastern first pitches: The New York Yankees at the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, This was a possible rival for game of the day where Nasty Nesta Cortez left-handed pitcher will go for the Yankees. And um, Dakota Hudson is on the bump for St. Louis. Uh, New York are minus 145. St. Louis at home puppy 122. I've got no um, over-under on that one, and we'll throw this one straight back across to you, Munaf.
1: Yeah, this is going to be a fun series to watch between these two teams. I'm trying to see if there is a total posted. Yeah, I see an 8.5 for the total in this game. Uh, I'll start with the visiting pitcher uh, Nestor Cortez. He's Having a great season, 9-3 with a 2.53 ERA over his last five games. He's 2-0 with a 2.78 ERA Uh, on the road so far this season, 5-3 with a 2.93 ERA. So, you know, he's been fairly consistent. I know he did have a a bad start there against the Boston Red Sox, but, you know, there's always going to be pitchers that are having great seasons that are going to have a bad start, and that was his last uh, bad start. But he's only allowed – Let's see, eight earned runs over his last five games, like I've mentioned. Um, and Dakota Hudson's been a pitcher that I really want to back on the road. Uh sorry, at home. He's four and two at home so far this season with a two point nine eight ERA. It makes me nervous to take an under because the again, the 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 pitching has been struggling for the um New York Yankees we saw that against the Mariners where the Mariners were able to put up a lot of runs against them we saw what Garrett Cole did in that first inning against the Mariners where he gave up six earned runs to them and we know about the uh, Yankees offense as well where you know they can come from behind with the offense that they do have led by the probably the MVP and Aaron Judge so far this season so I don't want to mess with the total here I'd probably look at the home puppy here um with the st louis cardinals uh at plus 115 i think that dakota hudson i trust him more at home like i mentioned where he is four and two the 2.98 era um and i think that this is a time for the cardinals to start winning some ball games here so give me the uh, give me the home puppy here st louis cardinals plus 115
0: yeah well i'll jump in there because i completely agree with you I've, i'm seeing the plus 122 moon off, so you might get a bit of a fancier price if you shop around a little bit um i think yeah i think it's a good spot this for the cards uh not much between the two teams. Um, and, yeah, I think the value play is St. Louis. I think they can get to cortez uh, maybe. Um, it is should be relatively low scoring. Um, talking about totals, I did lock up that under-8 tonight. Which in the bottom of the fourth is now eight to four. <laughs> the Athletics lead the Angels, so that one has gone south pretty quickly. At least I've lost spectacularly. I haven't lost with a sort of walk-off hit by pitch in the bottom of the ninth or something. Um, <laughs> so I don't or, mind getting or, blown. or giving up a three-one
1: lead going into the eighth inning, but
0: nobody. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't mind getting blown up by the fourth, and I can get over that pretty quickly. Uh, Noah Cortez against Hudson. Good
2: game this one. Yeah, this one's a great game, but I think there's a little bit of a mismatch here in the Red Sox, or not the Red Sox, the Cardinals. They crush left-handed yeah, pitching. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, they have a 767 OPSD of the WRC on that. Um, uh, so, yeah, you go ahead and finish it. I'll, I'll pull it up. 767 OPS for the Cardinals. And you look at Cortez before June, he had a sub two ERA, after June 1st, he now has... I was carrying my ones and twos doing this, doing the math. He has a 444. It's still really good, but after <laughs> June, 444 ERA. So if you want to nitpick, I think that's the mismatch in this uh, matchup. And I would entertain this dog price on the Cardinals too. Really like it.
0: Uh, so it's a team ride, including the, uh, the the chat as well. All the boys in there back backing us up and going with the... St. Louis Cardinals. Uh excellent. Next up is the Colorado Rockies at the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh 940 Eastern Um, is the first pitch there. Herman Marquez will go for Colorado and Madison Bumgarner. Towards the start for Arizona. Colorado plus 116. Uh, the D-backs are minus 134. We have a total here at 8.5. Noah uh, Noah lead us off with Colorado at Arizona. Seems particularly uninspiring. <laughs> very
2: much so. It's a little bit of a toilet bowl game here in the NL West, but uh, uh, travel day for the Rockies, not very far, but I figured I'd mention it. They're going from San Diego, getting their ass kicked by the Padres to the Arizona Diamondbacks here. <laughs> uh, the Rockies, they've lost seven of eight and the D-backs have lost five of six. So just emphasizing your point even more, Malcolm, uh, Colorado, starting Herman Marquez, who's 6-9 and nine with a 529 ERA, 95 strikeouts, 40 walks, and 115.2 innings pitched. He has a 375 ERA in July, going pretty good. And for Arizona, Madison Bumgardner, who's 6-10, 383 ERA, 78 strikeouts, 36 walks, and 110.1 innings pitched. He has a 304 ERA at Chase Field. So, we all know that the Rockies bats don't really play on the road, and the D-backs offense doesn't really play much at all, so it's a risky play, but because of the bullpens but uh the unders 30 20 and 4 at chase
0: field this is
2: this season i like
0: the under here 100 agree with you um the i handicapped this game earlier on when there's no lines on it um so i was brave and i made my own line that i thought would be uh, <laughs> suitable to take an under and it came out at eight and a half was where i got it so uh, I patted myself on the back when this line did come out at eight and a half. And I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to take uh, the under for the reasons just that you gave. I can't see where the runs are going to come from. This game will bumble along and the team will win three to one is what's going to happen. Uh, Munaf?
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you guys just said about the under here. You know, as bad as Marquez has been, but he's been really good against the D- Arizona Diamondbacks since uh, the since 2020. Uh, in that span, he's three and one. The 2.61 ERA, 36 strikeouts in six appearances. So maybe we uh, want to take a look at his strikeout props because he's had five or five or more in seven out of the eight appearances. Uh, sorry, five out of the six appearances against the Diamondbacks. Um, I also want to mention that it, they are the Rockies are going up against left-handed pitching here, and I know early on in the season that they were one of the better teams against left-handed pitching. But over the last two weeks, the Colorado Rockies against left-handed pitching are dead last in WRC plus at only 37. Wow which is absolutely atrocious. So you take a look at their slugging percentage. They are uh, number 27. So it's not very good for them right now against left-handed pitching. So um, I like the under here. I can't really come to a side here. So uh, if this number does come at eight and a half, Malcolm, and it is right now, I love the under between the Rockies and the Diamondbacks in this game, like, which probably like just means you, it'll end like 10 to eight.
2: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like you mentioned, off though, in June, they were one of our favorite teams to back
0: against, against the left-handed yeah. pitcher. And these just, yeah, just went down yeah. from them in July. There we go. <laughs> Nothing ever changed by staying the same, gents. Uh 10-10 Eastern <laughs> first pitches, the San Diego Padres at the LA Dodgers. Left-handed pitcher Sean Mania, goes for San Diego. And Tony Gonsalin goes for the LA Dodgers. Another contender uh, for game of the evening. The Padres are plus 128 on the road. Dodgers minus 152. Total at eight and a half. Uh, Minaya is six and five, has a 425 ERA. He's pitched 110 innings with 111 punches. Gonsolin is 12 and one, getting 241 ERA. Pitched 104 and two thirds with 96 strikeouts. Minaya's um, been inconsistent lately. Um, last five starts, 540 ERA. is given up, um, sorry, twice He's only gone three innings in that spell as well, a couple of times. So, yes, yeah, just um, having a bit of a, a rough patch as Gonsolin uh, has given up runs all over the place lately. Although you wouldn't look at it to look at that twelve and one record. Six thirty eight ERA in his last five. Um, totally at eight and a half with two vulnerable pitchers and two really strong lineups. I absolutely love this. I love the over. Um, get me, get me some over eight and a half. Moon What do you think?
1: This is going to be a fun series this weekend between these two ball clubs, right? And I just can't bring myself to take an under against, um, in any, sorry, Dodgers games right now because we saw it against the Giants. They did it. And you write about Manaya. He's kind of been all over the place for the, um, uh for the padres in his career against the dodgers he's 0 and three with an era of 7.00 and four appearances his last start was earlier this year on back on april 24th where he went four and one-thirds innings and he allowed six earned runs in that span to the uh la dodgers um and you said it about Tony and that he's been prone to giving up hits as well. So I think that if we do see hits in this game and runs being scored, it'll probably be early in the game. So I like the first five over in this game. If that number is at four and a half, I'll, I'll gladly take that. As far as the side, I think i got to continue riding the Dodgers here. Uh, they've, they're looking to go for the sweep against the Giants. They have their... Another NL West uh, division opponent coming into this game. Tony Gonsolin against NL West team so far this season. He's a perfect 5 0 with a 2.95 ERA. And they're looking at uh, filtering that down against the Padres so far in his career, he's a perfect 3 0 with a 1.73 ERA, 26 strikeouts, and five appearances. Last start against his Padres team was on July 1st, where he went seven and two thirds innings, only allowed one hit, uh, sorry, four hits and one earned run, which came off a long bomb. Uh, by the Padres, so give me the Dodgers and give me a first five over in this game.
0: Uh, Noah, what do you make of this one? So yes, Gonsolin has
2: been great all year, but the last five starts has been hard to just for me to kind of look over, so immediately kind of looking towards that uh, over, like you are, Malcolm, but you take a little bit of a deeper look. is not in good shape either right now, lately, not in great form, and the Dodgers crush lefties, 771 OPS. That's fourth in the MLB. Mania, he kind of looks like a just a sitting deer in the woods, and the Dodgers are <laughs> just in there, and they're blind with the rifle ready to just shoot in game one when all these Padres fans are just so rejuvenated energetic and ready for this series and I I really think that the Dodgers come out and they put up like nine and I think they covered the over by themselves and the Padres put up like five or six I think this is really high scoring I love this over
0: get your lads a bit on Noah over eight and a half nine and a half ten and a half take it all (laughs) the way up get a few more rungs on top of that uh the captain is in total disagreement. He wants San Diego here, but everyone else is Dodgers and the over. Uh, final game on the card is the LA Angels at the, the Seattle Mariners, which is a 10 10 Eastern first pitch. Uh, Patrick Sandoval will take to the mound for the Angels, and the lefty Robbie Ray will go um, for Seattle. Seattle are oh, very short. Not a working man's price at all. Minus 214. The Angels are plus 177. Totally at six and a half. off uh, interesting this one. Um, Angels at Mariners. That's
1: very interesting to me. I'm all over the Mariners and Robbie Ray <laughs> here. Uh, <laughs> I just don't trust his oh, Angels team to put up enough runs. I know they, they're doing pretty well here against uh, uh, the A's this afternoon on uh, Thursday. But Robbie Ray at home has been the better pitcher, right? He's he's really struggled on the road, but at home so far this season, four and three with a 2.96 ERA um against the Angels in an earlier start this season, which was right at uh, June 17th. He went seven innings, only allowed one earned run in that span, 10 strikeouts in that span as well for the um for the I'm sorry, uh the uh Mariners is what I'm trying to say. Um And if you got to look at the uh, the splits here as well, WRC plus is what I really like looking at. Um, He the uh, the Angels against left handed pitching. We talked about Colorado being number 30, that number 29 team, the L.A. Angels Um, slugging percentage has not been very good either. OPS has not been very good either. Um, I'm going to look at a uh, Robbie Ray strikeout prop in this game as well. Uh, Maybe Noah can back me up on that as well. But I love the Mariners on the run line here as well uh, against the LA Angels. I just don't trust the LA Angels to put up any runs. And then Patrick Sandoval has been – he's been subpar this season as well for the LA Angels. So give me the Mariners run line minus one and a half plus 120. Looking at uh, Robbie Ray and his strikeout props as well.
0: Okay. uh, So Noah – Um, Can you back Moon off up with his K props? Yeah, 100%. Early in
2: the season, I was fading Ray just because, you know, he just signed that huge contract. But as of late in July, uh, late June, Robbie Ray has been rolling. And like you mentioned, this Angels team struggles against left-handed pitching. Um, So Robbie Ray K's is one way to go with it. I think it is somewhat of an intriguing matchup maybe not on the field but there should be a lot of drama because the last time these two teams were playing in a series against each other you had jesse winker give the double bird to the los angeles crowd so that was awesome (laughs) uh can't wait for this stuff to begin again because um you look at it and earlier in the season when los angeles was kind of you know, a good team. They had won four or five in a five-game series, and they had covered the run line in every one of the games that they had won. And then you look at Seattle, they won uh, one in that one. It was eight to one. And then the next two games that they won, four, three, five, three. So they were covering the run line there. I guess the thing that I'm getting at is I think one team pulls away and then the drama starts. I, I'm I'm going uh, to... Th- this late-night slate is going to be really enticing and something that I'm excited to watch.
0: OK, uh, different angle there for now. Uh, the six and a half is too low for me. I just can't take a six and a half. I think uh, one swing of the bat, even if the Angles don't score many, uh, they could contribute a couple. Uh, and We know Robbie Ray has uh, potentially get in trouble on occasions. And Sandoval... I had concerns that he was regressing uh, maybe three or four weeks ago. He's actually leveled out a little bit. Um, he surprised me so. Um, but yeah, he's still vulnerable. And I just, I just can't hit the six and a half. It's too low. We get a, we can get a four to three here or maybe a five to two uh, in favour of Seattle. And we can get to seven runs, but it's not a hugely uh, strong lean. Um, okay, that was an epic handicap, gentlemen. Uh, and we have got our lock and dog picks to come. Uh, I will tell you first about OddsTrader. Um, New sponsor here, which couldn't sound more up my street um, if they tried. There are loads of great features on there. Um, Odds Trader compares odds from all your major sportsbooks. They also compare um, different sign-up bonuses, codes and promotions. uh, So you'll get a really good deal. Player stats, key game stats, injury reports, weather reports. Uh, You'll get play-by-play updates, live scores. You can track your own bets as well, um, so you know how you're getting on. Absolutely outstanding tool uh, if you are a member of the SGP and DGEN family. If you go to oddstrader.com slash wire, that is oddstrader.com slash bluewire, oddstrader is the number one site for all your game day bets. Okay, loads to choose from here, gentlemen. Uh, lots of strong fancies as we went down the list as well. Um, so we'll go across to uh, Noah, first of all. Uh, give us your lock and dog, please.
2: Yeah, like you mentioned, I love this board. I think I'm going to have a lot of action tomorrow. Um, throwing up a lot of locks on my tally site to appear on the sportsgamelikepodcastcom slash MLB picks page. Go check those out because I've got plenty of them that I like. I think that there's quite a few blowouts here, and then I, I think there's two valuable dogs that I like. The one that I'm going to favor a little bit more is – The st louis cardinals plus 122 against the yankees and nestor cortez they crushed left-handed hit uh, pitching and this team i think they're bound to get hot in the second half like we've mentioned for many times during the second half of this podcast um then for my lock i think i've got to go with that over in the san diego padres los angeles dodgers game i think it's going (laughs) to be so fun to watch and if you believe if you truly believe in prime time or big spots that the mlb throws their juiced balls into these games how do you not give those <laughs> balls to the first game of the padres dodgers um and both pitchers not really in the best form as of late in Manaya and consulant uh just going to be an electric offensive game i think i love the over there
0: uh, the padres are currently getting walloped uh six to nothing um, it's home um, to the Colorado Rockies, which is They're interesting. They're looking ahead.
2: It's a huge look ahead spot.
0: Look ahead spot, yeah, love it. Uh, Moonaf, I'm gonna to have to call some audibles here because I had the same lock and dog as Noah. I'm gonna to have to decide <laughs> if I wanna if I wanna throw them out the same or I bet your dog was St. Louis as well, wasn't it, Moonaf? It actually was. Um, yeah,
1: I thought it might be. So, yeah. Uh, let me start with my lock here and give you some time here. I'm gonna go with the uh, New York Mets money line with Taiwan Walker. On the mound, minus 125 against the Braves. You know, we talked about the inconsistencies of Ian Anderson, and you guys talked about these yesterday, uh, Malcolm, is that this is a big series for both teams. But I, I just think that the Mets are the better team right now. You know, I, th- I like their hitting much better. I like the better starting, starting pitcher on, on the mound here with Taiwan Walker. You know, last five games, absolutely incredible. 3-0 with a 2.93 ERA. At home, he's 3-0 and with a 1.93 ERA and against divisional opponents this season. A perfect five and zero with a two point seven nine ERA and against the Braves, um, I am trying to filter this down.
2: Um, if you guys want to sw- want me to switch my dog, I have another one that I really like too that has some value. Yeah. So, so uh,
1: no, let me let me lock it, lock that up for the Mets. Um, and then for my dog, um, I'm going to go with the Seattle Mariners run line at plus one twenty. I just think that they have the pitching advantage on the on the mound here with Robbie Ray. He has great history against the Angels. Um, I think this might be a game where we're going to probably ladder up the um, <laughs> the the strikeout <laughs> props in this game all the way up to probably ten because he did it previously in a game against the LA Angels, and like I mentioned, against left-handed pitching, the Angels are really struggling um, against the opposition. So give me the uh, Mariners minus one and a half, plus 120 on the run line as my dog.
0: Okay. um, I'll call it audible on my luck, although I would like this noted. Um, for future reference, that I do want the over in the San Diego Padres <laughs> and the Dodgers game when this one that I give out inevitably goes tits up. Um, I'm going to take the oh. under in the Cincinnati Reds and uh, Milwaukee Brewers game. Um, I think the going to go OK against the Reds and I just don't really want any part of this Brewers' offence. I think um, if Duggar can get out unscathed for two or three, um, even if the Brewers put five or six together, uh, you're still relying on Cincinnati to to score four of their own to get this to double figures. So I'll lock up the under nine and a half. It looks too big. I don't like either lineup. Um, and for my dog, I'm going to stick to my guns. Give me the cards plus one twenty-two. Uh, good spot at home against the Yankees. They can get to Nestor Cortes. Uh, so I'll go double dog with Noah uh, unless he's decided to jump off and give us something different. Do you want me to? Because <laughs> we. I don't seen. think you know. I, I, I think, think there's you nothing wrong stick. with uh, double dogs. Yeah. All right, all no, right. I think you should stand me. Stand with it. We stand together, Noah. Me and you. That's what we do? There yeah, we go. Over chips and crisps for later. If, it, if, it, if it chips was. and crisps and hoagie and what was it? Jorge. It, what? how Could Jorge you spit Jorge. the tie on that one? It's. Jorge. I mean, how many?
2: It's Jorge. Ho- what's
0: Jorge? That one's Jorge. no tie
2: because
0: <laughs> the,
1: the the G is silent. The G is silent. Like. And I know, but, this yeah, because I I like being in Texas. There's a lot of Hispanics yeah. that are that are down here, and we're also close to Mexico. It's just a melting pot here in Houston. But uh yeah, yeah it's Jorge. But I, I get your point, Malcolm. Where you would think as a as a <laughs> as a British man that it would be a Jorge.
0: <laughs> well, as a British man, I would have called him. I'd have called him George. That's his name.
2: Yeah. <laughs> if you listen, yeah, to it's Jorge. They, they have all those nationalities. And it's <laughs> so fun to listen to them pronounce some of these names. But in Brazil, they actually have it down. Um, I played with a couple of Brazilians as well. Some of the R's are actually H's. So if you look at a Rodriguez and he's from Brazil, it's
0: Rodriguez. It's so weird. Oh, well, Oh We don't want to go down that rabbit hole. We'll leave that for another day because we've already been going on uh, for way too long here. Um Right, thank you very much. Noah. Oh, no, I appreciate I'm all. Have to
1: give out your plus four fifty EPL play. What are you doing?
0: Oh, sugar, yeah. Um, uh, I don't know why I said that but no, about 45, 40, 45 <laughs> seconds ago. I was that. I was happy to say tits up forty five seconds ago, and then I've I've torn my language out to say sugar. Um, so tomorrow night, is the the curtain comes up, it's Crystal Palace against Arsenal. Uh, it's the Friday night game. Arsenal, are uh, a good team. They've made a lot of signings. They are so soft. They're mentally soft and they're physically soft. They've always signed these five foot eight Central European players. And honestly, they're just so absolutely the weak. Um, and if they go into a team with a loud atmosphere, with a raucous home fan, Crystal Palace is a loud, it's a really tight little ground, it's really loud, it's Friday night, everyone's going to have been on the beer. Um, Arsenal are absolutely going to drop their arse tomorrow. Crystal Palace will beat them and Crystal Palace are 72. Uh, home puppies, um, Tomorrow night, Moon off. So there you go.
2: So, so, are you saying they resemble the 2009 to 2021 New York Yankees?
1: Oh, don't go down that rabbit hole now. You're going to piss, <laughs> piss Insano off.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's make. Well remembered, Moon Yeah, Munaf, yeah uh, Get on Crystal Palace tomorrow. Um, yeah, they'll, uh, Arsenal will drop their bottle and Palace will turn them over. So there you go. Um, Noah, thank you very much. Good effort. Moon off, always a pleasure. Um, thanks everyone for joining in the uh, chat box as well joining in, um, we do appreciate it um, Friday night tomorrow uh, some semblance of the team will be here to handicap uh, the weekend's games, uh, appreciate everyone uh, listening, good luck with your bets uh, and until the next time we will see you down the road, cheers